favorite i reckon we should do a poll on who's your favorite um and i also want to call you out on every episode being a big episode <laughs> well you gotta talk it up I, yeah i agree we are hype men we're both hype men really aren't we you gotta try a little bit to talk it up it is a big episode well every episode's massive Juddy. yeah that is true and you know what i treat every episode like it's quite big as well it's a big part of my week Monkey, we often, like, rearrange our weeks for this episode. Oh, massively. Massively. Yeah. I, I think... I'd like to think that listeners rearrange their week for when we release the episode as well. They're like, oh, oh I can't go to work that morning. <laughs> <laughs> Cam Whiteford's like, I can't go to work today. I've got the talk talk to listen to. They're like, hurry up, boys. I've got to go for my jog. I've got to entertain myself for half an hour. I've got to wait for Juddy and Monkey to release their little post. It does take a while, generally. But um, anyway, how are you, mate? Yeah, oh, fantastic. You know, we got four points on the weekend, and I'm stoked about it. Yeah, I I feel like Frio fans are getting a little bit too confident for a team that in the last two seasons has won four and eight games. We've now 100%. won the same amount of games this year than we won two years ago. And people are like, nah, should have won by more. And fair enough, we probably should have won by more. But being grateful for what you get and being like ungrateful are two very different things. Yeah, mate. Four points. Take them. Tick them up. Bank move em. on. Bank them, as the Ross of old used to say. He doesn't say That's... that anymore. Have you noticed that? It's only in successful teams he says bank the four points. Well, the four points got banked this week, Juddy. And yeah. I'll ask you. We made to... a deposit. I'll ask you to do what we do every week. You want to read out that score for everyone? Yeah, I can read the score out. So, this week's score, 13-11-89 to 8-11-59. We're quite lucky they missed a lot of goals. They definitely let us off the hook, but we also let them off the hook in terms of not putting them away, uh, which seems to be a bit of a classic move by us. Uh, I actually... Funny story, so our footy club, so I had a day of footy on Saturday. I think I, I think I told you about last week. Played, get plugged. Played footy in the morning, went and uh, watched the Melbourne versus Gold Coast game at the Gabba, which is in Brisbane, not the Gold Coast, um, on in the Arvo, and then went to our Hawaiian night for footy, which is like a footy party at a pub, and watched it mainly on my phone because I was like looking at, they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have the footy on there. Get in there. No TVs in the room that we we're in. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, looks like I'm watching this on my phone. And yeah, there's a that's pretty, why I bought headphones. Yeah, pretty good story. So we were sitting around a little bar table. There was about six people around it. My phone was resting on a drink and I was watching it. Uh, it was like middle of the first quarter or something. And I was watching pretty intently. I was sitting there crossed cross-armed on a stool and everyone's talking and this dude rocks up that I played footy with that day he's like boys how you doing Juddy how are you he's like Juddy 
is Jay all right? Like, he thought he couldn't see the phone. He thought I was just sitting there, like, drunk as shit at about 7 p.m., just like staring at the table he's like oh i think juddy needs to go home or something and i was like oh man i'm just watching the footy that's why i'm not listening to you mate hold my beer take this later on that night i probably should have been taken home as well but that's fine goes without saying well you did bring up lettuce off the hawk well let's go before we talk about how they were good for us let's talk about some good things so Nathan Fife probably got the three votes again, like you, any betting man would say that he got the three votes that day, um, which means that if predictions are correct and generally they're close, like he's probably had, he's probably had five best on so far, so fifteen votes, um, and to win you need like thirty plus, so he's like halfway to a winning score in round eight, which is. Fife is on for the Brownlow, you'd think. Like, some things would have to negate him for him to not win the Brownlow from here. Considering Dusty Martin's not playing that well, like he's played two or three good games, considering Dangerfield's not playing that well and missed a few games, and considering, like, Tom Mitchell's started like a like a house on fire, but um, since then he's been a bit quiet, he's easily top. <laughs> he'd well, be, I reckon he'd be four or five votes up by now. Mate, his, his form... So he's gone, I think, last two games, 25 contestant possessions in a row. Mm. Two, yes. and, and we lost by, what, 12 goals last week? Against, yeah, against Richmond. Like, that was hectic how well he played for a team that got pantsed. How good is it to see Fife back to his best? After the injury, the whole thing comes back like you were, you know... He, he hasn't just, like come back to be what we thought he was. He's, like, better. he's better. I agree. I agree. He's better. Oh, Don't you it's just it... good to watch, good to see. Like You're just happy for a good player. You should be happy across the whole AFL board. If, like, there's, if there's one player that people, when I'm like, particularly over in the East Coast, if I'm like, oh, yeah, I go for Freya, they're like, man, that Fife is like pretty exciting player to watch. Like He is undeniable. So similar to Pav, undeniably, people will like him just because of how good he is. Where, oh. Whereas, like, you know, other players, they're like, oh, meh, don't, don't really care. Um, but Fife is one where I think no one really hates him. or no, Like, no one will be like, I don't want to watch that guy play football. Like, I like watching Dangerwood play. I like watching Ablett play. I like watching Buddy Franklin play. We all like watching those players play footy because they're guns. And Fife is definitely right up there, probably up there in the top two, three at the AFL at the moment. And he's wearing Dockers colours. You, um, <laughs> so uh, like unbeknownst to most, I do have fifty bucks on five for the Brownlow, which I hunted around. Oh. I hunted around in um, preseason for the best odds and found you bet gave me ten dollar odds. I checked today and they're now three dollars twenty. So I have like reamed you bet if five keeps this up, which is great. Um, but that's that's in MRP. Sorry, that's in punting. So we'll continue that there. Uh, so the other good players, I thought Langdon had 33 touches and he's really starting to show that um, with those guys like the Hills out, he can really be that winger. So we, we've got some quick players that can hit the scoreboard in Will, uh, sorry, in Will, in the Hills and Blake uh, and, and Langdon. Blakely had 35 touches, who sh- like shows he can play an accumulative... Um, 
back flank role, but also he can probably go into mids as well. Uh, which Blakely's Blakely's picked off. It says Blackley again on my list. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to start calling him Blackley. But Langdon, we talk about Langdon every week about letting the hair we're, down. But we're, he is we're big just, Langdon fans, hey. Oh, mate, I am as big a bigger Langdon fan as anyone. But him and Blakely coming off the back, I don't know where Langdon settled in, but he is just, mate, letting his hair down. Um, I also like today, shout out to Ducky and Oz on the Purple Rain. I had a little listen this morning. I was listening in two parts on the way to the hospital and the way home. Um, and Ducky actually was like, All right, I paid out Langdon for being Daniel Pierce 2.0, but he is way better than Daniel Pierce. Oh. Um, and you know what? We do it all the time. I feel like we always get shit wrong and we're like, yeah, we were dead wrong. <laughs> I love it. I love it when a man can say like, "I was dead wrong about that." That person is really good, and I feel like if the media was like that, we wouldn't have to have the MRP. Oh, if they just <laughs> listened a little. Yeah, maybe if they listened to our podcast, which they probably do. Uh, but you know, no, I, I think Langdon is in his you know fortieth game, thirtieth game, whatever it is. I haven't had a look. That's just because we're um, not not into research on this podcast. Nope. But, but I feel I feel like he has grown a lot this season, and we were looking for him to grow, and he has. And um, if he can continue this up for the next two thirds of this season, it'd be great. Um, the other two, I want to uh, three people actually I want to mention. So firstly is uh, Hamling. So Hamling is just going to become the underrated player in our back line because Alex Pierce will get the props and Hamling actually does so many good things like he was such a good pickup when we got him um, the amount of goals he saves just with smart you know defensive play uh, even like Ducky loves it. I think we were all talking about him on our on our Dockers thread he's yeah. going to be such a gun uh, and I'm so glad we have him as this like tall medium second defender type thing uh, and I think he'll really flourish with us. And then Matera and Chera both kicked two goals each. And I thought they really stepped up when we needed them to. I rate Matera so highly. And going to watch games live, Matera runs up and ground, up and down the ground all day. I remember going to watch Brad Hill when he first came. And I didn't. I was like, oh, yeah, Brad Hill coming. You watch Matera work up and down just all day. Yeah, he's similar just, work, right? He is just motoring. Like, he's just up and down, and he gets the ball, and he uses it. So He's just so good on that left. But he is material. His work rate is up there. That's what impressed me the most about Brad yeah. Hill, and that's what impressed me the most about material. That's, like, so he is I, literally up and down the ground I love all that. day. I love that. So that's why I like going to games. Like, a lot of people, like, I prefer watching on TV because you don't have to deal with the plebs. But nah. you, the, the, the amount of footy you can see outside of TV is just unreal, and it's... I remember at the Richmond game where Mundy kicked that goal after the siren, when Brad Hill was killing it for three quarters, you could just watch him. And like I think for like 10 minutes, I just watched Brad Hill's running patterns. And it was just like 100-meter sprints at a time, basically. 120, 130-meter sprints. I was like, no wonder he's getting the ball so much because he's just working so hard and the MCG is so wide that he can just beat any player in a foot race and get the ball. Yeah. Uh, I love you that you said the material does that because that, that gives me a little bit of a... A little bit of a... Sniff. You'll just watch material be like clapping hands, like open hands, and then contest goes, moves to the next one. Just like here again, like just all day. He just seems to... That's why I like him so much. Yeah. On material, actually. So 
there was a goal that was posted on Facebook and on the AFL page and stuff. So uh, Luke Ryan kicked it out, kicked it about 60 metres. Like, he made it past the square. There was a contest with Fife. The, the ball went over the back. Fife, Fife picked it up, hand pass to Mundy. Mundy kicked it inside 50 to Matera. So it's literally two kicks to inside 50. Matera runs onto it and kicks a goal. It was, it was a three-kick goal, which is unreal. Um, and I, I think they called 12 seconds. 13 seconds. 13.1 13. seconds. But yeah. Which oh, is, sorry, they Jamie. were like, that was a quick goal. Uh, that was just unreal. I love that we are starting to do that. So as much as Ross is a defensive coach and we, he needs to change his ways, the fact that we can turn that on every now and then when we need to is just great. And if we can do that to, you know, a Sandy and a Fife in the square where we know we're not going to lose the contest, we'll at least halve it, then, you know, we can... That's pretty attacking play, um, which I'm a massive fan of. But um, there were a couple of bad things that happened. We'll move on to the bad. Mate, we should we should big bad, big bad to bring up. Well, we should have flogged them. One, I had money on us to win by forty plus, which we a hundred percent should have won by forty plus. Um, I am really getting overcrowded. Like I know he's only played five games or whatever, but I'm really starting to get over him. He gets done holding the ball way too much. I I just see him get the ball. And I know that in the first second, he's not going to get rid of it. He's just going to hold it, and then he'll see a tackler come. I think Ducky talked about this as well. He sees a tackler come, doesn't make a move, just lets them tackle him, and then he gets done holding the ball. And it's like, oh, okay, that was a great chance of goal that now we've given up. See ya. Yeah, agree. And then the, oh, the other, I've got to get on to some wishing boys. What's happened to C-Mac? Oh, C-Mac was number two on my list, and he had seven touches. And kicked a goal. But, oh, man, he just needs to... He kicked a goal and could have given a goal away. So we could have won by 36, which is pretty much 40. Yeah. He'll have down days and up days. I, I feel like Ducky and Oz are on the money that he needs Tabner back there to be his best. And now that he's, like, the only one or Fife's there or Cox is there, like, these people are rotating through, it's not the same forward line. So yeah. I feel like he was benefiting earlier when he was doing well um, with Tabner. But he was doing so well early on with the, uh, yeah, so he's probably changed position a bit, but the lead hit up and then his delivery inside was his, probably what. Yeah, I agree. His role is going to be the Tom Lynch at Adelaide role where he gets the ball between, like, you know, the centre circle and the 50 yeah. and then gives it in because he's actually a pretty good field kick. <laughs> Mate, he is a great field kick, and he's also that good in front of his face. Like, his marking ability probably impresses me. That's probably the most impressive thing. Like, yeah. how he's got a strong mark. Yeah. I mean, other guys... Like, I, I wasn't too disappointed with most people. I reckon Talon Dooman has been... He had 15 touches. It's pretty good for, like, a third game or a second game, whatever it is. But, like, he's probably one of those guys in the mix that could go down, could stay up. Nyhouse came in late and had 17 touches and did some really good things, so he could stay in. Um, you know, I'd probably want more out of Cox. I don't know if we use him well. Like Big forward. I, I reckon he should just be that clunking centre-half forward and just keep... We're going to kick it on his head. We know we're going to kick it on his head, and he'll probably take him. So let's just use him there rather than using him in these weird sweeping... Like, we sort of chuck him either end of the ground... 
Ballantyne had 11 touches. Like, Ballantyne is just so disappointing, man. I feel like we could put anybody there and they would give us at least 11 disposals and a goal. I, the role that Ballantyne's playing at the moment, I always see him in that lead-up, hit-up. It just begs the question that what are we doing with Kirsten? Yeah, I think you were talking about this with me. So what you mean is that it always ends up being that we have this play where our only forward in our inside 50 is Ballers, and then he yeah. has to be the leader. And then the kick obviously either isn't good or goes on his head, and it's one on three or one on two or even one on one. And he doesn't it's just mark like it. a classic. Like, why he's is our he deepest there? forward? Yeah, why is he? Balance. Is he just the quickest one to get back? And we're paying him know. out that he's got a good work rate. I don't know what but, it is, but it does always seem like that. It seems like, oh yeah, we're on a pump. Oh, we kick the ballers on nobody. It's Great. like you go to a fast break, like turnover, quick break, and then it's like, how is Ballantyne our deepest forward? It it baffles me. Don't you worry about that. It baffles me. Um, some other bad things. How about memory kicking one goal five? Oh, mate. Thanks for keeping us in the game. Like, as much as we let them back in, he let us back in. <laughs> That's pretty like, He didn't even let us in the back door. He's like, here's the front door. Oh, you know what we said last week? We were like, I bet you we're going to win, and I bet you Johnson and Ballers are going to do something enough to stay in the team. Ballas kicks a goal, so he, that's probably him for another week. I reckon for every goal Ballas kicks, he stays in the week for one more team. That's like Ross's rule. He's like, Ballas kicks a goal? Yeah, he's in. Even when he doesn't, he still gets like a week off because he kicked two goals a week before or something like that. And then Johnson. Johnson did some good things. I was like, that was pretty good by you, Jono. Like, you, you saved a goal there or you took a mark or whatever. But like, we let him do that. Anyone could have done that. We could have gotten anybody into that position. If we were like, yep. okay, Jono, you're not coming in. Cox is going to play what role you normally play, the third defender. He would have done that easily. But we let him do it. And now Johnson's probably going to stay in this week against Sydney. And Sydney is just going to skin us <laughs> and oh. expose Johnson for his slow old man that he is. Well, quickly before we move on, last point, we'll go on to... Richardson's big move to move Carlisle up forward. This was a bit of a lull in the um, Frio group. Carlisle was just dominating us down back, just clunking everything. Had like six or seven intercept marks in the first quarter. Yeah. Richardson's like, moving forward, power move, I'll go for it. Now, bang, knocked out, sent him to hospital. Yeah, and then lost, lost him. <laughs> just like, yeah. imagine that as a coach. Just like, yeah, you be like oh, oh, make it. Just in the coach's box, like, let's move Carlisle forward. They're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm like, nah, moving forward, moving forward. Like, okay, we're moving forward. Like, I feel like, I feel like, so one, one time. What's the, what's the ambulance's number again? <laughs> 911. I feel like, what, so one time, one of my American mates, who's a very, very good dude, his name's Austin. He's definitely not listening. Um, he was like, so the role of the president is to take all of the blame, but none of the credit. So, like, if something good happens, or, like, regardless of Trump, but, like, normal presidents, basically, none of the credit, you don't get any of the credit, but anything bad that happens, you've got a cop. And I I sort of feel like that's the role of the coach. So, like, so say Carlisle had a kick three, that would have been, like, yeah, all right, Carlisle's a gun. But, like, Richardson, whatever, like, he could have played him back and he would have been just as good. But now that he's moved him, they're like, nah, you're, you're cooked. Like, the coach is an idiot. I feel like the coach of the AFL teams are basically 
No, I wasn't calling him an idiot. I, was just I, I know you weren't. Was. I know you weren't. I'm sorry. It's an unlucky thing to happen, but it is so I feel unlucky. like the coach of an AFL team is a similar pattern where they can't claim too much of the credit, but they also cop all of the criticism. Oh, like literally everything. Like one week, like Walters can miss a shot after after or on the siren against Geelong, and it's Lions' fault for not winning the game earlier or something. It's like, oh my good lord, like. We, he probably had that planned out perfectly, except like some idiot dropped the chess mark or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's move on. What are we going to jump into? We're going to jump into a, a little bit. Of, we've got some MRP and we've got some punking. Yeah, MRP is quite first. broad this week, but I reckon everyone can get on board with that. So basically, it's me again, because I'm the main MRP person, because I'm the main person that reads too many Top. AFL stories on too many platforms but um basically the media are just after ross at the moment and they're not yeah, necessarily just after ross in the public light like they are because there's all these articles coming about how the culture and blah 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 and it was, just, it was a very bad two weeks i'll give them give them that it's like everything's extrapolated out into being the culture and ross's fault and ross doesn't have the players and blah 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 blah, blah. but then there's all these rumors going out like the rumours that there was going to be a press conference last week at the beginning of the week and Ross was like stepping down and getting fired and all these things and then they do a press conference and it's basically just them clearing the air. And then now I get, so I get a message from a good mate and then I hear Oz talking about, sounds like he got a similar message. That basically, um, oh, there's more to come out and Ross, the Ross thing isn't done. And it's, one, it feels like the media's like, oh, bullshit, like, we had a pretty sweet story that everyone was clicking on, like, we can't let yeah. this go. <laughs> we, we need to keep, keep this going, keep clicking, and I will definitely click on all of them, and I'm the one that hates it the most, so I feel like they know that, <laughs> I feel like they know they're in on a winner, thing. they know they've got a winner. But, like, I feel like they're just, like, a little bit pissed off still that someone evaded their, uh net of information for so long and then they've gotten away with it as well and they're like no nah, fuck you we're gonna keep digging and they're just gonna have these people digging around him they're like oh apparently once ross you know like missed a parking fine or something shit like that it's like for fuck's sake like we're so sick of hearing about this right now can we just let it go but it probably will it, it won't happen but yeah oh, i'm just so sick of them like a little ven- a little vendetta a little vendetta is what I'll call it. And they I want feel him to like slip up. They, oh, they, are, they are frothing on a loss or a slip up or, you know, a player to do something like Connor Blakely to go surfing again. <laughs> they just, but everything that comes out from the Dockers release, it's like this got investigated, this got done, we've done this, we've done that, been through this, we've done that, you all know it. Like, there's nothing else to come out of it. Yeah, pretty much. It uh, the whole thing reeks of like this is all dealt with by the, the normal channels and the media are now having trial by media. Yeah, it's like we're so sorry you found out about it now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's like just let it go. Brad Hill said he was Stephen Hill. Just let it go. Yeah, and they were like, "You're not Stephen Hill. Stephen <laughs> Hill's slightly Stephen Hill, slightly taller than you." Uh, we know how quick Stephen can run over 100 <laughs> metres. Can you please go for a run? Stephen was left-footed and you're right-footed. We yeah, kick this. a football right I now. Bet you That's he how they let him Maybe he jumped the fence with his right foot as the launch foot and they're like, mate, there's no way Stephen Hill's jumping that fence with that right foot. 
like, oh, you're Stephen Hill, are you? Well, here's a football. Kick yeah, it. Kick it. <laughs> Hit the target. Kick it. I'm like, hey, yo. Hey, whoa, Busted. whoa, whoa. This, this is Brad Hill. But, um, no, we'll move on from them up. Hey, we're going to jump into it. We're going to jump straight into punting. Yeah, I'd love to jump into punting. I got around Mate. court in the, in the uh, showdown. Mate, what a game. It was a good game, actually, wasn't it? Oh, it was crazy. Um, that 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 would be one of the best games of the season. I love watching. I, I love watching the showdown. I love. I know you. You know that I like watching football in general, but the showdown was a great game, and there was another really good game on Sunday. Was it? I forget. Anyway, I'll have a little look while you're talking. But the showdown was a good game, and it always is a good game for the same reasons that people watch the derby. I think that's the only WA game that people watch the derby. Well, I finished. I finished work. Came home at halftime. Adelaide were up halftime. I think they were up and about. Port Adelaide came back, and like I only started watching at halftime, and like Adelaide were up, and it's and then Port like watching the game. I was like, Port's been in control the whole time. They got up, and then it was. It's so sad to watch someone like um, uh, implode. Uh, no, he kicked the goal. He kicked the goal with like 40 seconds to go. Um, McGovern. Yeah. Paul McGovern. He, he thinks he's won the game. And then somehow Motlop finds like, you know, just finds 10 metres. Like how someone like Motlop gets that space from the centre clearance, kicks goal, like 30 seconds to go. It's... It's pretty it's devastating. Re- it sort of uh, reminds me of when Brandon Ellis kicked that goal for Richmond and then Lockie Neal got it out of the middle and kicked it to Mundy and then we kicked Arthur Siren and we won. People talk about it like it can be coached. They're like, oh, they should have been coached better, this, that. It's like... Uh, the, the, literally the only thing that the team can coach, like the coach has any control of, is how well they've drilled the team that if they're up by X, like less than a goal with less than a minute where they structure... And so, like, in the Richmond... I don't know. I, I didn't see the last play for Port, but in the Richmond game, again, when Money kicked that goal, it was that Neil could just run out of the square. It's like, definitely someone should have been running off the back of the square. Yeah. Ross Lyon was like, there is, uh, it is ludicrous that no one was coming at Neil and he had to kick, like, 20 metres earlier, which would have made money, the... Money's kick from 45 or not a mark or whatever. So, like, but... that's the only thing that coach can control. The rest is instinct, basically. And luck. The Motlot one went forward, like there was a scrub kick, came back, like port direction. It was that showdown was yeah. It was I good. Think Mate, there was there was another pretty good game. Friday night game, Hawks vs Swans was an unreal game, and then the game I was talking about was the Roos Richmond game. So mm. Kangaroos, by all rights, Sunday, though, should have won Sunday. that game. They were five dollars that game. I think we spoke about it last week, and I was like, oh, I feel like Roos are good. So, um, Ben Brown, I don't know, I don't know how many points he kicked. I have a quick look. Ben Brown missed like two or three in the last quarter, and quite a few in the last minute or two. Ben Brown kicked two, two, and a few out in the full. Mate, he missed two in the last two to three minutes that would have won them the game, and they were from pretty gettable spots as well. Like he had a mare. And the Roos only lost by 10 points. Like, I'm a little bit concerned about when Freya play the Roos now. Yeah, they're looking good. They're looking way better than anyone. Like, them and the Eagles are the two teams that people are like, fuck off. We thought we had you guys. We didn't have to worry about you guys for like a few years. And now they're back. 
we'll finish like we started this off as roughies. So you had Port. Yeah. So good on you, Jody. I think I had GWS. Who should have gotten the job done but did not. It did not. So we move on to this week in terms of the, our tippers. We've been pretty bad helping out our tippers with the roughies. We've had a shit year. We've had a shit year. We've been terrible. I have been like shocking. I think we've only, both only had one or two wins out of eight. But we are tipping roughies. But oh. we usually, but we don't just tip. We tip roughies as in individual games. You know, we're not just tipping yeah. the five six dollars. We'll tip the you know. So this week, who you got? Look, you know what? We don't normally win at the SCG, but Sydney suck at the SCG. Don't you dare, Juddy. And Fridney at... Fridney. Fridney. Frio and Sydney, i.e. Fridney. Frio paying four sixty. Is that who you were going to go? No, I just scrolled past the odds, and I seen the Dockers, and I was like... Mate, no, if we don't. so if we get you know I'm what I'm an I don't write it down. I'm write it down. If we get so you're going we'll, to if we get Wilson Walters and Stephen Hill back, and we replace a few of those crabs like Jono and DPS and Crowden, and we actually come out and play because we're not in Melbourne, like Lyon says, everyone gets distracted in Melbourne. I reckon we are a chance to play a team that doesn't play the SCG that well anymore. And I don't know. Sniff. I don't know where else I, I was going to bet my money. So what are you going to bet on? I am going to like. I think more times this season I've bet on this team than I have the Dockers. Fucking Essendon. Yeah, like, I was looking at them too. Mate, they are so disappointing. Essendon, the Dockers of two years ago. Mate, they are. Their list. They, oh, mate. They. They cannot lose to Melbourne. They eventually do a win. And I think this is the third or fourth time I've backed them. But, like, they have to fucking win. Sorry. But the Dons, have, they're a good team. Like, they are not what they are. Yeah, it's tough. I've just texted you what we picked so that next week we actually have up-to-date information. I've written it down also. So I've got Dockers <laughs> and Essendon written on a random bit of paper next month. Mate. Computer. All right, let's let's move on. All right, so you got Essendon at like four dollars ish, and I've got Freo at four sixty. So this is, there's some rough roughies. Get around got a them. Ton of, you got a ton of AFL stuff you want to get through, Jody? Yeah. So how about so touching umpires is pretty funny. Um, so the players, two players have been, well, three. So it was May got off, and then the two Carlton players, the two. Uh, um, Charlie Kerno and Ed Kerno both got done, but then got off. But then the AFL challenged it, so I don't know what's happened with that. I haven't heard yet. Um, so I just wanted to tell a story. So on the weekend, a player hand passed it, and I bumped him like a pretty normal bump. Like, but then he just like fell over. The umpire was like, "Oh, that's a free." I was like, "The umpire, how come that's a free?" Like in that voice, like I wasn't angry or anything. I was just like, "Oh, why is that a free?" And he goes, "Oh, that's fifty, mate." And I was like. Why is that 50? He's like, you're not allowed to talk to me. I was like, I uh, don't, uh, I, I didn't want to say more, but I was also like, I'm pretty sure that's not a rule. <laughs> that was that was also after that same umpire. The other team played on from their center, center uh, sorry, from their kick in, 
kicked it pretty long. It went out of bounds, and the umpire was like out in the full. And I was like, oh no, 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 he played on it. It's not out in the full. It's throwing. They're like, no, nah, it's not. The other player on the other team started arguing, and he paid fifty. And we got a goal out of it, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> that umpire is pretty lit. Um, so that was the main AFL. There's some weird shit happening in Aussie rules in general in the country. So firstly, so Brad Hill has jumped a fo- jumped a fence. Oh, sorry, been kicked out. Jumped a fence, stayed when he had a move on notice, and gave a fake name. And so now he's been fined, suspended for a game once he's fit. So that'll be another you know five or six Thank weeks you. before we see Brad Hill. And he's also been binned out of the leadership group. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think that's a fair punishment, to be honest. But um, but what the fuck is he thinking? Like, what are you doing, mate? Go home. When you, when you there's get... a lot of things wrong, isn't there? Obviously, he was pretty drunk, so he's making terrible decisions. But it's like, mate, what what were you going to gain by staying out that night besides trouble? All I can say is the chicken side must have been so hot. Yeah, and he's a pretty good-looking dude. Although, you know he's got a sweet dog. It's a great Dane. If you, Has if, he got a missus? Uh, he hangs out with one chick generally in his Instagram, but I haven't seen her recently. I basically just watched his, I don't do, know. his dog like, videos. Yeah, you'd feel like if you're going out, you're like, oh, shit, shouldn't be drinking on the injured list. And then you like go out for a few beers, and you're like, fuck, I'm risking it. Mate, and I feel like, like Sorry, as mate. soon as the first thing happens as an AFL player, like you get booted or something, it's like, this is newsworthy if I stay out. I should go home. And then I can invite anyone to my house. And be like, everyone come back to mine. I'll put on fucking spirits and bring beers and I'll pay for them. And then everyone can party on at my house if I want to keep getting lit. Just don't stay out. Who would not go to that party if an AFL player got kicked out and was like, come back to mine? If Brad Hill said that, we'd go live. Mate, I would go there for the first beer. (laughs) And we would definitely be recording. We'd just start recording just live from Brad Hill's house. He's like, why are you recording? It's like, no reason, Brad. He just like text Steve and like, hey mate, I'm about to get done for a heap of stuff. Uh, is it cool if I say it was you? So, so that okay. Here. On, a, on a slightly different topic. So a mate of mine, when we were talking about the Ross Lyon rumors and stuff, I probably should have brought this up in MRP, but it's pretty funny now. So a mate of mine was like, I just, we were all saying how stupid the rumors are that are flying around. A mate of mine sent me a screenshot of a text um, and it was, <laughs> so it was like more stupid rumors in, in the AFL about Freo. So it was, the first text is male alert in like with stars around it. And the second text is my boss who is well connected in AFL circles, bracket, his old man was president of Sydney, bracket, is fairly certain that Paul Ruse and Ross Lyon used to fuck. This is all quote. Full stop. They are both bisexual. Full stop. Colleague of mine used to play under him at Saints. Also said that too. Said Ross was always super gay slash sexual when pissed. <laughs> Mate said it saying like, how amazing is this? And we were like, is this the Brett Lee, Kevin Spacey rumor of the AFL? <laughs> so the, you've got it written down here in our schedule. Message from mate about Lion and Ruse being gay. Yeah. Is this what you're dropping? Yeah. Mate, I reckon that's the... Obviously, like, I reckon that has less, like, a point... 
0.000001% chance of being true. I'll never discount anything anymore. You know what, was, I've Johnny, I'm going to say it's 100% true. You heard it here first channel, as well on uh, Talk Talk. And everyone, mate, I will go to court over this and hopefully they sue Dork Talk for slander Isn't and whatever that just, they but, get. Oh, but we haven't said it's true. We've just said we heard it. But the thing oh, is, no, I'm saying it's true. But the thing is, like, isn't that just, isn't that just, like, absolutely paramount as to how rumors get started in terms of, like, my mate who, in brackets, has good authority. It's like, all right, like, how do they have good, good authority? So you, your old man was the president and told you that Ross Lyon and Ruse used to fuck. Like, how? Ooh. Firstly, was the president present when they were banging? Like, that's, it's not good authority unless you either know or you know someone that saw it. Um, yeah, it's all here, so. But the thing is, you know, who knows? It's, it's 2018, man. Like, why is that a bad thing? I can't believe people assume Lion's gender. Yeah, or or his sexuality, just because he's married. Yeah. He might be fine. <laughs> you never know. Well, a dog talk is going to get... Dog talk is going to get... They're our loyal 70 Mate, lucky we set this up us. as a salient company, so they can only sue us for what we're worth, which is literally zero. <laughs> Mate, they would literally. I've been using this as a tax write off this last year, man. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move move on from general. We've got got, a quiz. I've got a quiz for you. All right, so I didn't tell you what the quiz was about. Better not be that specific. No, 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 it's good. It's a yes no quiz. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players, which you'll know who they are, and how. It's a yes, no. Did they kick a hundred goals for Freo? And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with a few of them. They're like it's tougher than you think. Right. The first one is our inaugural captain, Peter Mann. Did he kick a hundred goals? No. No, he didn't. How many did he kick? Do you reckon? Sixty-five. Eighty-eight, mate. He was pretty close. I used to think he was the worst player. Did you? Did you ever watch Freo in their first year? No, no, Johnny, we've been through this one. Did not when I like know. Peter Mann. Yeah, I would not. All right, the next one is a player that you like and has been mentioned tonight. Stephen Hill, has he kicked 100 goals to Freo? Oh, shit, that's tough. Um, I don't think he has. He has 111 goals. Shit. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of goals. But I think he's been here since 08. Or so. That's quite a few. He's been in like 10 years. He's 28 or something, I think. So, uh, uh, the, ne- the next one is Creepy Crowley. Has he kicked 100 goals? No. Yes, he has. 116. Shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about old favourite Kepler Bradley? Oh, I, I want to put my put the bank that he hasn't. But after, oh, I still don't think he has. No, nah, he hasn't. You're right. 73. What about Big Hayes? Hazelby. Who's a big boy these days if you see any photos of him? I think Hazelby has. Yeah, he has. 131? Yeah. All right. What about Tabs? Crowd. No, no way. Yeah, 58. He should have kicked 100 goals by now. That's disappointing. But he would have kicked a lot more had he not been injured and stuff. All right, what about the Wizard? 100%. Yeah, two, 200 goals. <laughs> 224. I didn't know if you knew how long the Wizard was at our club. Anyway, how about Tarrant? Chris Tarrant, a known key forward. 
he went. We threw him down back early on, but I think that's a trick one where you think he has, but he hasn't. Yeah, you know. read me well then. I'll pay that. <laughs> He's kicked sixty goals for Freo. Is that? Oh, oh, if you had asked, I would have said very close. I would have gone eighty. No, he only kicked sixty. Sixty goals flat. All right. What about Big uh, Clive? Who? Clive Waterhouse. Definitely over 100. Yeah, 178. How good is Clive's... So when I was reading the stats, Clive's stats go 1996 to 2001. So he was drafted in 1996. And then it goes 2003 to 04. So he just had like 2002 off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what he did or what his injury was. Uh, I just forgot about him. I remember he came back for like a swan song for a year or two. Played not that many games, but yeah. So he's just had a gap year, basically. And the final one is probably, besides Pav being more of a recent docker, but one of my favourite past dockers is Tony Modra. How many goals did he kick? He kicked 122. 148, that's pretty good. So I didn't look this up, but it just came to my mind then. I'm pretty sure no Frio docker has ever won the Coleman, and I reckon Pav and Modra have both come second in it. At least once each, maybe more. So Pav lost to um, John O'Brown and Modra lost to uh, Scott Cummings. I remember. We'll, I remember these. We'll put that down. I'll put that next to Docker's Nest in our punt club um, to call you out next week. We'll move on to this week. This eh? week, big one for this week, buddy. Out again. Yeah, mate. That heel. Mate, feeling it. Buddy hasn't been out this long since he crashed a car. Oh, since he was, <laughs> since he was in brackets, needing help. There were a lot of rumours that came out back then as well, wasn't there? Everyone thought that he'd been done for drugs again. Since he, you know, yeah, needed to get RAC, got a flat tyre. Yeah. We should but no, have, big game. Mate, we should have three players back, Wilson, Walters and Hill which means that we can get rid of a few of those guys that aren't top echelon. Which, Whereas Wilson will be very handy. Stephen, of course. Brad Hill's Ooh, still injured it, and has it, a week on top of that. Steven? Oh, do you reckon Brad Hill could like talk his way in? Like, <laughs> Hey, Ross, no, it's no. me, Stephen. <laughs> He's like, Brad, you've been done for this already. Stop it. <laughs> But I reckon if we get those players back in and we play with a little bit of intensity, we're within half a sniff. We're within sniffing territory. We're within the speed of smell away from winning this game. But I reckon like we'll probably lose by 20 or 30 points. But we are sniffing distance from this game with those players back in. We'll wait on selection tomorrow, of course. Yeah, big time. But like, just... It's one of those games, massive game away from home, like Sydney. It's like, let's prove a point. We need a win in away game this year. Yeah. And if those names come back in, especially Walters, I feel like I'm keen to see what happens with our forward line when Walters comes back in. Like, just to see, you know, because I feel like that's what's been missing. And that was like the, just that, I don't know. It just made the dynamic and, like, McCarthy seemed so much more at home when he was running around and it just... Mate, we just need a little bit of class in our forward line. That's why I I think we were talking about this year. 
I think I like Tucker going forward more because he is pretty classy in front of goals. He can kick goals and he could be like this other, you know, medium forward midfielder guy like Walters and just end up, you know, kicking one or two a game. If he kicks one or two a game as a mid forward or a forward mid, sorry, like he can go in and relieve people and Fife can go forward or whatever when he goes in. It doesn't matter. But he is quite good in front of goal and I think he'd be handy there. And we need class there because I'm sick of these like bashes and crashes like Ballers who just can't kick goals to save their life. Oh. Yeah. I'll be, um. so I'm in Perth this weekend. Luckily, my mate decided to have a wedding on a non-Dockers game, home game. So it was pretty sweet. What a jerk. Um, so I'll be, in, I'll be in Perth watching with Dark. Um, I forget where we're going, the Vic probably. And then we've got Eric McKenzie's 30th birthday party to go to at half time. On Saturday night. Yeah. It starts at half time, so we'll probably go at three quarter time or probably after the game. Roll in steaming if we win. Roll in steaming if we lose as well. Um, but yeah, so it should be good watching with Dark. A few of the boys, a few of the boys in the Rockets. Shout out Mago and a few of those other guys. Rendog. Boys are back in town. Well, one boy's back in town and the other boy yeah. has decided to <laughs> get up and about. All right, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure again. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. All right. Thank you very much, Ben, and I hope to speak to you in the near future about right, Dockers-related topics. Thank you. Bye-bye.